When like groups come together, everybody wins. It's a huge success, my friends. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all-new episode of the Ranch It Up Radio Show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. And I'm Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. A big thank you to our partners, Vitali, Pharmatan, and Imogene Ingredients, the American Galve Association, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange, and the Fence Post, Abrahamson Rodeo Company, Westway Feed Products, Neogen, LA Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. To start the show today, we want to talk about Hurricane Ian, and we've seen uh, on all the major networks and local, of course, all of the devastation and thoughts and prayers go out to everyone. But there's an industry that was greatly affected mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that uh, I, I think we need to discuss just for a little bit and bring to light of everyone, and that is the agricultural industry in the state of Florida. That's correct. It hasn't gotten quite the media coverage, national coverage, as much of as the other should. other areas have. But they've also experienced power outages just like everybody else. I mean, devastation. Mm-hmm. Barns mm-hmm. washed away. Lands yes, washed yes. away. I was getting uh, some different messages from some different producers. And we have some friends down, down in that area, as does just about everybody that's listening. So here's what we can do. Uh, the Florida Cattlemen's Association is ramrodding a relief effort mm-hmm. to help uh, those people in involved in agriculture, those fellow cattlemen and cattlewomen out there. So you can go to the Florida, Florida excuse me, Cattlemen's page. One of the interesting things back that that I heard that there's a shortage of. I mean, shortage of everything. Mm-hmm. Fuel. Oh, I supposed to run the generators exactly and such, that they could use fuel. Sure. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we need to fill a bunch of you know, five-gallon buckets or something, or we need to, you know, have some totes that we're heading down there with. I'm just saying that if you want to help, and it's greatly appreciated, just head to the website for the Florida Cattlemen's Association, and they'll get you directed in the right area. A couple of months back, we featured our big three producer organizations, each getting equal time to share their thoughts and concerns. And many of you commented that these were some of your favorite episodes. I appreciate that. Well, let me add to it by saying a quote from Abraham Lincoln, a house divided against itself cannot stand. And that message is still being heard today and now more important than ever. With us today, NCBA President Don Schiefelbein and USCA Region 11 Director Kevin Escobar united under one concern with one message. I think this is great coming together because together we can fight and will fight fake meat. And this one is rising to the top rather quickly. They say the time is now. Couldn't agree with you all more. Guys, I, I think that this is uh, this is a very special moment, and, and it is my pleasure to be to kind of be able to host this and, and bring this together on different organizations. I'm not going to say competing organizations. I'm going to say we are parallel organizations with some different ideas of maybe how business should be done. But now we're finding a uh, a convergence in our paths, which I think is is a wonderful thing. Kevin, Don, we are agreeing 100%. So, um, Don, I'm going to start with you. Tell us what's going on. What is this where we're coming together and we're saying, you know, let's fight the good fight together? Well, it's, it's amazing when your livelihood is on the line. And, and to me, this assault that we're going to be taking on from fake meat 
specifically the cell cultured fake meat, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boy, boy, it's the fight of our life for our business and our future and our, you know, our grandchildren and that. So if we can't come together on this issue, Tigger, there is no issue we can come together on, but we are firmly together on this and we're going to draw a line in the sand that's as stark as you can imagine. And we're going to push back anytime there is any movement whatsoever to cross that line. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, we had a great opportunity to uh, work together on uh, some joint op-eds. And we're just a month away from those articles being released where we're seeing uh, the Biden administration putting out executive orders that they want to increase support and research and encourage cell-cultured meat or no less important than traceability or cash negotiated trade. Uh, it's, it's right there with it. It is uh, that important because everybody uh, that is against our industry is wanting to find a way to eradicate our industry. So in your opinion, do we have the ability as cattlemen, notice I said that as simply cattlemen and cattle and beef producers, do we have the ability to be able to go against those powers that be that are trying to set back our production of meat? I believe individually it is going to be very challenging, but jointly, yes, we do. As a whole, the uh, cattle industry, uh, cattle producers in, in the cattle industry as a whole are a force to be reckoned with. And that's why it's so important that we do come together on these issues that we do see eye to eye on and not focus on, you know, the, the, the small percentage of things that we you know, disagree on right, or just, right, right. you know, philosophically believe we should get to in a different manner and not let those things keep us from working together on the things that really we, do, we agree on. And in this particular case, yes. It is going to require us as a whole industry to work together in order to fight it and keep it at bay. And let me add to this, Tigger, to, to fill in a little bit with what Kevin said. Financially, mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. we have the wherewithal to compete. I really don't. Th- those are big checkbooks, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Where we have the power is we have the power of the country, the countryside, the producers, those people who vote for legislative leaders. And that is how you're going to get their attention. So what we need to do from uh, – organization standpoint is mobilize all those moms and pops, right? All those people across this fruited land that made the U.S. the way it is today and make sure they understand our livelihoods are at stake and get with their congressmen, get with their elected officials and let them know this is wrong. And what very much concerns me about what just happened, Tigger, is when you look at this executive order means of government, It means that even if we have the legislators all on our side, if you have one single person in the White House who decides they believe it ought to be a different way, gosh, that's not the way America was made, and that's not what we should stand for. Executive orders cannot forfeit the rights of legislators to pass laws and to fund things as they see accordingly. And to me, we're at a critical point right now. People are up for election here, Mm -hmm. and so we have all the influence in the world. And what we have to be careful of, and this is what you have kind of brought us together on, too often these legislators, when they hear from cattle producers, one day they're hearing they should do this, and the other day they're saying they should do that. 
we have to have this message absolutely combined and it has to be absolutely consistent so they know without a doubt on this fake meat cell cultured beef products that they better not cross that line. And I'm going to say that, you know, we, we need to welcome and encourage all of USCA members, NCBA members, and any member that's affiliated with any other uh, cattle association throughout the country to join in on this process. Join in and calling those senators, those congressmen, because it is going to take all of us working together on this. Not to take the, uh, the tone that, well, because this message is coming from an association that I don't agree with, that I'm not gonna be involved. That, that, that's just sitting by the wayside and letting something happen versus making something happen. Now that was part one. Listen to part two with Don Schiefelbein and Kevin Escobar with the NCBA and the USCA. That's coming up right after this. Want to add just a little bit of spice to your event, your customer appreciation supper, your banquet, your meeting? Oh, yeah. Well, bring in us, Beck and I, your keynote speakers, hosts, MCs, a host couple. We'll make them laugh, even cry tears of joy. Call us today. Gelvy Genetics deliver maternal superiority in planned crossbreeding systems. Highly productive cows with adaptability, versatility, and stability can have a positive impact on your bottom line. Gelvy and Balancer, the continental breed of choice. Neogen, the partner you need. We are very deep with providing genomic testing. We are very involved in biosecurity and animal safety. If you have questions or concerns, contact your animal health distributor. Contact us directly. Go to neogen.com. We're more than happy to help. Hey, it's Mark Banzi with LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, and AuctionTime.com. Give us a call, 844-775-4762, or look us up online at LivestockMarket.com. Thanks, guys. Vitelli is a precision livestock company that has set out to solve what we call the Triple Challenge. And the Triple Challenge is really the combination of the need for more protein, coupled with doing it in a more sustainable production practice, and then lastly, doing it in a way that producers can make money. And that is the ultimate challenge that Vitelli has set out to solve for. We know that genetic progress is a permanent and compounding solution to that Triple Challenge. Let's get it on. Cattle Battle. Welcome back, everyone. Part two, NCBA President Don Schiefelbein and USCA Region 11 Director Kevin Escobar coming together unified under a common concern and with a common message. I can't begin to control my excitement when we talk about a couple of organizations here talking together, visiting about the same things. It's really never been done before. Mm -hmm. So how that process plays out, I'm not exactly sure what those steps should look like to make sure we're singing from the same hymnal, which is key, as you basically just outlined. I think it's it's 100 uh, percent accurate that we, we uh, we've got some exciting opportunities coming down the line here and uh, and the opportunity that Donna and I have had to to meet and talk with each other and work together has just really been the start. And uh, we, we've got to sit down, put down some some bullet points, be able to direct the masses, so to speak, and, uh, and, and get the right message out there. But it starts with this right here. The, the start of the message is simply, we do not support in any way, any attack on meat that is derived from animals that are born, raised, and harvested. And whether that's plant-based encroachment on meat, or if it's cell-cultured meat, that's got to be the stance that we have. 
what should we do at this point? We're excited. We hear. Um, I'm assuming the first thing is, number one, if you're not involved, get involved. Number two, if you are involved, stay involved. Stay involved with your organizations that you're in. But number three, is it uh, to get a hold of our organizations? Is it to sit back and kind of wait to be led? Tell us uh, how we are going to move together as uh, as a group. I would want to uh, say that it really starts with, as we are a grassroots organization, it really starts with reaching out and talking with your fellow ca- uh, cattle producers, mm-hmm. especially if there is somebody you know that you that you don't agree with on a different issue. Get together on the issues that you do agree on. Start from that grassroots network. Talk to those friends and family that you have that are not in the cattle industry and let them know about the, the, the problems that we're facing. Have those people engaged in this as well. I mean, I have family members that are not involved in the cattle industry, but they need to know what is happening uh, just as much as a cattle producer needs to know. And they need to be in support of the same agenda that we have in making sure that there's not a, an attack on our food security. Because that's what it really boils down to, in my mind, is it is a food security issue mm-hmm. and uh, a national security issue. This, I agree with you, Kevin, 100%, does come down to national security. And that's why I think when we travel the halls of uh, Congress, boy, they are supportive of cow-calf producers across this land. They really are. And again, the whole key then is they need to know what their marching orders are. And that's what we've just done as a a miserable job as an industry is they would love to help us by and large. Now, sure, there are some cattle haters out of out in that Congress, but by and large, because they know the quickest way to get fired as a legislator is to have the people go hungry. They want food abundant and cheap. Right. And so they want to do right by us. They just need to know what is right by us. And I think this this is a first step in kind of singing from the same hymnal. And the other thing I would point out, Tigger, and I think it's a it's a very important point. There's going to be some reluctance on some people that say, how can people like NCBA and U.S. cattlemen get along because we differ on other issues? I come from a whole different mindset on that. I believe dissension and disagreement is what makes America good. It's what makes an industry stronger. I have no problem with people disagreeing with what I happen to say on an issue. The key is on issues that matter for our livelihood, we've got to be able to stand together and say, boy, this is the route we're going for the sake of the future. No, I, I think Don really hit the nail on the head there. That that's, that's exactly what it boils down to. We, we can't keep focusing on the issues that separate us and drive us apart as a whole. We really do see eye to eye on most issues. There's a couple of issues that cattle producers feel there's a, they have a better idea of how to get there and somebody else thinks, no, this is a better way to go. If we have different viewpoints, different ideas of how to get to the same end goal, we need to come together and work on, quite frankly, I'd like to see us sit down, all associations have the opportunity to sit down and talk about multiple issues. Right now, we're talking about the uh, the you know fake meat uh, issue, but all issues are something that I think we should all work together on. 
You know, at the end of the day, when uh, when we do have differences, it sends a powerful message when we lead by example, not just to the members of our organization, but to those individuals that make decisions on behalf of the members of our, our organizations. When we come together as a group and are united, that is extremely powerful. We're bringing together resources, and in this case, we're bringing together a voting body. Now, when we take this thing into Washington, D.C., and we say, it's not this and this, it is American cattle producers, boy, howdy, I tell you what, for one of the first times, people will step back and they will listen. So my compliments to uh, to both uh, Don, you, and to you, Kevin, uh, for the NCBA and the USCA and, and all organizations coming together, really, coming together on common issues. And I only see good and better things happening in the future because we are definitely in this situation. And I, I tip the front of my American hat to both of you. You are leading by example. Thank you for the opportunity, uh, Tigger, to, to talk with you. And thank you, Don, for, for joining in this, in this conversation. Yeah, and thank you, Kevin, for initiating this whole concept. I mean, I think you got to give credit where credit is due. And uh, Kevin, there at that Florida cattleman said, there's got to be a better way. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Kevin, and thank you, Tigger, for kind of being the conduit for getting this done. Gentlemen, I can't say thank you enough for stepping forward and stepping out, really, more than just talking, the marching orders are in hand and they're moving forward. So together we can say to the powers that be, united, the NCBA and the USCA are on the same team when it comes to fake meat and sell cultured products. And we will continue to be unified in this fight. This is just the beginning. Now, I know many of you are going to be saying that more needs to be done. And yes, I agree with you. More does need to be done. But remember, a house divided against itself cannot stand. And this is only just the first step of many more to come. We've got the numbers and a lot more of the Ranch It Up radio shows coming up right after this. Neogen, the partner you need. Some of our best products and improvements come from producers. And if they've got an idea on maybe how we can help, we'd like to hear what they have to say. Contact us directly. Go to neogen.com. We're more than happy to help. Neogen, the partner you now have. Cattle market reports to various news stories. The Tri-State Livestock News covers it all. Check us out at tsln.com. Subscriptions or advertising, call Tracy Hawk at 406-951-3211. The Tri-State Livestock News, what ranchers read. You're looking at those calves and you're seeing all the hard work pay off. Vaccinations and herd health and management, genetics, marketing, and nutrition. Keep nutrition simple with Westway Feed products. You can count on Westway, westwayfeed.com. How to get healthier calves and more dollars in your pocket using Pharmatan. Coxidia control and then excellent with that transition to solid feed and seeing their weights really hold up as they put cattle through their weaning ration. I'm a geneingredients.com, home of Pharmatan. Pro rodeo fans, watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with PRCA on the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the PRCA on the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. It's that time of the program when we check in with Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated. And a reminder, if you have just tuned into us or just got onto the program, if this is your first time listening, maybe first couple of times, you can subscribe to Kirk's free newsletter. That's kind of the best way to start in terms of this marketing deal by texting the word cattle, C-A-T-T-L-E-2, 33777. It goes a little bit more in-depth on what uh, Kurt and I just kind of glance over each and, and, and every week. So with that, Kurt, I'm going to turn the microphone over to you and say, hey, what's going on? What's hot? What's not? What's shaking in the numbers? Well, thank you very much, Tigger. And maybe before we get into the not-so-great news, uh, I just want to say it started raining. The weather pattern seems to be shifting. The weather keeps moving further north. Guys further north keep getting a little more rain, so Maybe this is the sign of the end of the drought or the beginning of the end of the drought anyway. So that's the good news. Good deal. Well, hopefully you're going to get some more moisture in your area. Mine too. While we're talking about that, I just want to say it again. Boy, I tell you what, keep all of those producers in that Florida area in your thoughts and in your prayers because, as we mentioned, cattle being displaced by the thousands, livestock being displaced, you know, land uh, operations being ruined, of course. So, you know, you know what may be good for one person in one part of the country in terms of weather is taking it away from somebody else. So goes the world of agriculture, doesn't it, sometimes? Absolutely does. And interesting, it's my understanding, and I'm not a meteorologist, but the moisture we're getting is a, is a, in correlation to the, to the storm that hit Florida, right. ironically. Right. It's a direct relation to that. Yeah, You know, and if all else fails, Kirk, you and I could maybe open up our own weather channel. Lord have mercy on that one. <laughs> Why not, Tigger? Why not? <laughs> right. We've done everything else up to this point. We might as well do that, too. Well, I'll just jump right into it, Tigger. As of Friday, September 30th, October feeders closed at 174.32.5. That's down 407.5 on the week. The CME feeder index was 175.46, also down 469 on the week. Your listeners will notice that both of them are following, falling in correlation with each other. That's significant. Leaving our basis a positive $1.28 and a half. October Live closed the week at 147. That's down $1.67.5, with cash trading 143 in the south to 145 to 47 on the north. Our five area weighted average was 144.66, up 11 cents week over week, so basically flat cash. Our basis was positive 138 and $1.38.5. The weekly slaughter came in at 664,000 head. That's up 37,000 over last year, same date. So very brisk slaughter levels. Choice boxes printed 243.75 to close Friday. That's down 488. So definitely the macroeconomic concerns are spilling over into the choice boxes. I don't usually mention dress weights, but I thought it was important this week. They have been running between five and seven pounds under last year and the five-year average. This is the first week that they came in only two pounds under last year and 1.2 pounds under the five-year average. So our weights are increasing and catching up with the averages. December corn closed the week at 6.78, up three cents. We did have a quarterly stocks report from the USDA on Friday. It was bullish for corn. The estimate was for 1.512 billion bushels of stocks. It came in at 1.377, so significantly lower than was expected. Charts reacted to that by rallying 30 cents after the report as it got near seven, it didn't hold the gains and it closed only eight and a half cents higher on the day. 
Mark Van Zee with LivestockMarket.com. Coming up this Wednesday, October 12th, we're having a special show and club calf online auction, 103 head across 23 lots. These are calves that are clipped and ready to go into the ring. Bidding opens at $100 a head, no reserve, and will sell to the highest bidder. Featured lots include five heads, Semital steers, heifers, and one bull from Marlet Cattle in Greencastle, Ohio. All five calves will sell individually. These are flashy show stock calves out of I-80, meant to be, and Harris Destination. 19 head from Butchie Show Cattle in Blair, Oklahoma. Five clubby bred commercial open replacement heifers, all black Maine Angus influenced. 10 clubby bred yearling Hereford open replacement heifers. Four open replacements, two smoky and two shorthorn plus influenced yearlings. Two steers and one heifer from Gibson Show Stock in Clark, Missouri. All of them are black, sired by No Worries, I-80, and Man Among Boys. These calves are fancy as they come, and they will take you on your next trip to the backdrop. This also includes 50 head of commercial bread, Dorper and Katadin ewes from Legacy Ranch in Penn Valley, California, as well as boar goats, commercial feeder pigs, and some commercial Angus cows. Bidding is currently open on LivestockMarket.com and AuctionTime.com. All lots sell on Wednesday, October 12th. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. Before we go, we have a big tip of the hat to all the sales barn workers out there working many times on into the wee hours of the night. We appreciate you. Thanks for taking care of us and our critters. You know, lots of times that they don't even get a chance to get a break. I mean, they're just eating a sandwich and then going again. They're penning cattle. They're eating a sandwich as they're running down the alley. Drinking a cup of coffee. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trying to get out of the way there, too. And now that's going to wrap it up for today. A big thanks from our crew to yours, Kevin Escobar with the United States Cattlemen's Association, the USCA, Don Schiefelbein with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, the NCBA, Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com and EquineMarket.com, Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated, and to you, boss lady. A big thank you to our partners, Vitelli, Farmington, and Imogene Ingredients, the American Galvey Association, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange, and the Fence Post, Abrahamson Rodeo Company, Westway Feed Products, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And crew, so glad you all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. We're getting a lot of information that we're pumping out there each week. Our email is ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Call and text us 24-7. Don't be scared of that. 707-R-A-N-C-H-2-O. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up.